Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. We are back for episode 187. We're done with The Mandalorian Season 3. That was our seasonal podcast where we rocked our reviews and thoughts each and every week on The Mandalorian. So that's done now, but hopefully you guys were rocking and rolling with us alongside us on SOR because we dropped those episodes into here as well. So that's all good, but we're back covering all the news now. News, reviews, what's going on, announcements, and everything to do with Star Wars, everything from a galaxy far far away so welcome to another episode hope you are keeping well and safe before i bring on my co-host just want to let you know that if you haven't done this already you can subscribe and follow to this very podcast whatever app you choose to listen to your podcast on if you listen to this right now just go over to the little i don't know whatever icon whatever button it is whatever app i don't know there's hundreds of them it's probably a plus or a heart or even a button that says follow, whatever. That way you won't miss all the Star Wars stuff from us as we put a new episode out each and every Saturday. And I'll also give you some deets later on in the episode about how you can support us if you choose to do so. Uh, So we've got some cool news to cover this week. We have got some gaming news. We've got some announcements that rocked up at the beginning or the end, a little bit in the middle as well, but Star Wars celebrations, we'll cover those. And then we've got some interesting tidbits about some Disney Plus stuff. That's inbound. So we'll get on to that. So as I said, my name's Gary, one of your hosts, and joining me as always, my co-host, I tell you, I bloody tell you what, if anything, he'd be a bloody Jedi survivor, no doubt. Order 66, he'd be out there. I'll tell you why he'd survive. None of this, like, let's let's take down the Empire from the inside out or whatever. Let's go rogue. No, no, no. Find the furthest planet in the outer reach. Bonfire. Barbecue. Yeah. Keep it low-key. Decades past. Uh, but Jedi, didn't you know? Played the waiting game. The long game. He's nodding along. It's Mr. Mark Gasquith. How you doing, dude? I'd go outside in. None of that rogue agent crap. There'd be no rebellion. No rebellion? Uh, no. I wouldn't need to. Straight in. Straight in. I respect that. Yeah. Let it all die down. I'd be like... Probably like Rocky in Rocky Five. Let the oh. upstart emperor, you know, get his new promoter, thank his new little Jedi buddies, you know, <laughs> go out, do all that, and think oh, he's got soft, he's got old. It'd be a street fight. That's what it'd be. <laughs> it'd be a That's Jedi street be. fight, would it? Yeah, it would. And I'd be like, what are the rules, Emperor? Right, first up, no faces. Need that. No lightsabers, no lightning. Yeah. In fact, no force, just you and me. Little fight. Yeah. Just up, like, yeah. Not into them rules. I'm out. Do you know what? Have it back. The whole galaxy. You have it back. Oh, come on, son. Hey? Be a pretty boring saga, wouldn't it? If at the end it was just a peaceful negotiation, like no wouldn't faces. Be a saga. Yeah. Wouldn't, even, wouldn't be a saga. Wouldn't let it get that far. No. Would not let it get that far. 20 years, just before Rogue One, I'd have been like, hang on, no need to spend all this brass on this film. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Better brass on that. 
Don't, no need to make this documentary about this, your little rebellion. No need. I'll sort it. Keep your little rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. This is old, how we do it. Hold this pie and this pint. <laughs> I'll be back in 15. <laughs> Which brings me back to my initial point. He would survive. No doubt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would. It wouldn't, call, it wouldn't be called Jedi Survivor, would it? It'd just be called Jedi. Because people would be like, that's a given. I feel like this is a massive oversimplification of what could be an entertaining story. Be a good movie, actually, wouldn't it? Mm. Sent neg- the negotiator in. Mm. Mm. I like anyway. it. Anyway. We're back. That's Mark. He's doing all right. Have you done anything Star Warsy, bud? Um, Probably not. Actually, what have I done? I'm just saying. I played a little bit of Battlefront last week, didn't I? Oh, Text you your, about that. On your mega PC. Yeah, on mega PC. Did a little bit of that. Um, the main thing that I've done is I finished the Charles Soul run of uh, all the Star Wars comics. I've done like a mm. lot of them. So I've read the two ser- first two series of Star Wars, the first two series of Vader, and uh, a couple of the offshoots. But then I started reading on Monday because it's very Thrawn-esque the old outbound flight. So it's like the prequel, way beyond the prequel to uh, like Heir to the Empire. And it's uh, it's the one with Obi-Wan and Anakin and the uh, Yorus Sabauth, however you say his fucking name. Um, it's got him, the Jedi <laughs> version of him, not the clone version of him. And it's, it's actually quite good, man. It's an interesting little read. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I quite like how a lot of these legends book that are in that timeline. Um, they could still just about be canon, couldn't they? There's not that much contradiction. Just about. On. Some of them, yeah. Which leads us on to a story coming up later on in the episode, actually. Talking about legend stuff. Ooh. Oh, tenuous link. Like it. Um, okay, dude, you're going you're gonna to slap me, I think, next time we see each other. Oh, probably. Why? Well, I like that anyway. But I picked up Jedi Survivor, didn't I? Oh, I did debate it because it's getting good reviews. I mean, it's like got five out of five and ten out of tens. Some people saying the plot's a bit thin, but it, apparently the graphics are insane. I thought that'd tip you I saw your tweet saying, wait a minute, it's just next gen. I mm. thought that'd tip you over the edge. Did. I'll tell you what, mate. Do you know what tipped me over the edge? And you, you know what I'm talking about. One of our friends, Kieran. Keith. Keith, big Keith. Didn't know he'd pre-ordered it. Now he pre-orders everything, even if he doesn't need it. Can't have that though, mate. We can't have the the Star Wars podcasters in the mm. group, and neither you or I have got the game. But some, you know, stranger, some rando has got it. Can't have that, can we? No, I get that, and I am a little bit gutted by it. But I just, I still don't want to spunk seventy five quid on it because I know that I'm not going to replay it. Fifty five quid for me, mate. Is that the version you got? Even then, I'm still like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to give yeah. it six months until it's on Game Pass. And then I'll try it there. Well, somebody was saying that they'd seen somewhere in another social media thing, in another mm. Chinese whisper group, that it was going to be a year before it drops on Game Pass. I'm all right with that. It'll be, be 30 like, quid soon, won't it? Just to take it off Keith anyway. If Watch out, actually. Well, yeah. the problem with that is he's playing it on PlayStation. And I played Fallen Order on Xbox. I don't think you're going to get any bonuses for the follow-on. But mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, pre-order that. I haven't played it yet, obviously. Got a job to do. Day job, work. So, leave it to the weekend. Going to smash you Out today, though, isn't it? Mm. Out today. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. Jedi Survivor. Yeah, landed at 5am, I think, in the UK. Something like that. Mm. But yeah, discipline. 
yeah, using, you know, the force guides me to priorities in life. So work to do and then that. And then um, the other thing, which is kind of cool, I'm going to cinema tomorrow to watch Return of the Jedi, which is pretty sweet. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm going on Monday for that because we've got to watch it for this. It's our old podcast. I was like, guys, I've still not watched it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you didn't catch what Mark said then, I know, it's the accent. He's, uh, He's got this new podcast. Very cool. It's How Old... With the what? exclamation mark and the question mark. That's what we say. And um, yeah, sort of celebrates the anniversaries of some films that you didn't realise were donkey's years old. And our one, you know, I'm not on every one. I'm not on every uh, episode. I don't know why. He said, let's do Return of the Jedi. So yeah, going to do that. And yeah, was meant to record a couple of times. Every time, like, ah, I haven't seen it yet, guys. I haven't rewatched it. So I've pushed it back. I mean, you could do it without the rewatch because we've seen it that much, but it just, like everything else that I've done, Superman the movie, Dark Knight, um, Man of Steel, Jurassic Park, they've all, I've rewatched them all and you pick up a couple of new bits, so I might better do it. But yeah, no, it's going to be good, that dude. I'm going uh, I'm doing it on Monday as well. Same thing, so we might be able to record next week. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen Return of the Jedi in about four or five months, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe six months. Who knows? I wonder if, because you're looking for stuff to do with like a podcast um, which is part of the Nerd Podcast Network brought to you by Gaz and I from Spark Rebellion the, uh, I wonder if you'll look for different things probably yeah I thought, I'm not going to take a notebook into the cinema or anything but oh I might do because I'm that guy we'll be looking for stuff what's he writing down critique yeah, yeah. he's a reviewer I yeah think people think I am actually <laughs> won't they like they what do you like yeah. podcaster <laughs> Oh, he's one of them. All right. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> mongoose this kid is. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Leave your popcorn there. I'll have that. Mini little torch as well. Yeah. <laughs> Gimp. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. I haven't seen Star Wars in cinema since um, The Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Of shite Walker. There we go. Oh, God. Don't right. get me started on that shite. We've got to go. We've got to Let's move, move on, on please. Quick. Let's dive into the stories then. The first one is we're going to recap. Actually, it's not a story, but we're going to recap some oh, of the I'm very still cool thinking about Rise things. of Skywalker, mate. <laughs> we're going to recap the cool things that <sighs> we were, this is not in a rude way, that we were exposed to at Star Wars Celebrations. E.g. Celebrations. Nope, they're the chocolates. Star Wars Celebration. E.g. the films, the TV bits, all of that jazz. The biggest one is that there's going to be three new movies coming from galaxy far far away and they are spaced out quite nicely if i do say so myself we've got dawn of the jedi which is um probably as as far back as you can go in terms of prequely stuff i would say this is going to examine in microscopic detail how the jedi formed in the first place so this is going way way back as in the force is obviously a thing and it's knocking about but there's nobody actually using it yet that we know of. So there's going to be some peeps there. Come across it, I guess. Oh, what's this They'll thing? They'll be I using found? it for all sorts of crap, though, won't they? You know what I mean? Making like, needles, probably. We should use this for powers. And there'll be some bartender somewhere that's just, oh, no, I'm just going to get that drink yeah. with a force. What's <laughs> the force? Don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> like, this, like this thing. Comes out my hands, but you can't see it. Should probably use right. that for good, shouldn't we? Well, mm. probably. Well, there's no bad guys yet, but if you start using it in a way that's anything other than good, 
This is going to start a, a millennia-long galaxy war. Yeah, that might be it. That might be how it starts, just two mates, like a bit of a Cain and Abel job. Yeah. Or a stepbrothers. That could be it, you know. I told you, didn't I, about the lightning thing? I told you. Now look. What's happened? Yeah. All right, Derek, look. We know you're right. And I don't, what's that? What's that tattoo say there? It says Sith, Brett. Sith. <laughs> Brett. <laughs> well, what's a Sith? Me, Brett. Me. And I'm a bad mother. Yeah. So watch out next time you burn the toast. It's roll credits. <laughs> yeah, roll credits. Yeah. And so begins a new trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Of stuff. Well, do you know what? They could film that and still be better than Rise of Skywalker. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. You're not wrong, mate, but we are going to move on. So that's the first one. Dawn of the Jedi. It's going to go way back to the origin story of how, as the name suggests, how the Jedi came to be, which sounds rather good. So this is way before the Old Republic stuff, even. This is uh, way far back. It's not as far back as we've seen in some legend stuff in the day where a few people have tried to pinpoint the origin of the universe itself within Star Wars and the origin of the Force itself and all that. But it is going quite far ways back. The next one is um, the other end of the scale. So this is a follow-on from The Rise of Skywalker. This is Rey, I think this is 15 years after the end of The Rise of Skywalker, and Rey is establishing a new Jedi Order. And this is um, probably the one that's got the most risk attached to it, I would say, purely because how divisive the um, the sequel trilogy has been, especially Rise of Skywalker that Mark quite likes. And so this one's really got to um, really got to deliver in terms of clawing back some, what's the word? Not trust or anything, but some goodwill from Star Wars fans that went into the sequel trilogy thinking it was going to be just the best thing since sliced bread and end up walking away thinking, eh, yeah, could have done better there. So that one sounds quite interesting. I, I assume this is the one that you're least looking forward to out of the three announced, potentially. Well, I don't know, man. It's a funny situation with this How one. How can you say you don't know? Come on. No, I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> because I think the problem with the sequels for my money was that they didn't do much with the original cast apart from just wipe them out. And then... It was just incoherent because they just didn't have the balls to carry on the legacy of The Last Jedi. And and so, like, The Rise of Skywalker was just, like, a two-thirds retcon, one-third complete nonsensical guff, but also some amazing set pieces. So, it's sort of this weird... It's this weird thing that, the, the obviously, the IP and storytelling is still decent in Star Wars, as we've seen with other things. But you've just got to... I think if you're Disney, you've just got to accept that, like, do something fresh and have the balls to be a little bit different, you know? And and it just, it makes me feel like they're just, because of what they've done with, like, the Old Republic stuff, if you look at that timeline that was announced, so that was another big thing announced at Celebration, was this new timeline, which includes, like, the High Republic, the Empire, Rebellion, the Resistance, First Order, all that, sort of, all that sort of stuff, but also Dawn of the Jedi and the Old Republic, which is the same logo as Legends Old Republic. Like, it just makes you wonder, because they seem to be leaning a lot into Legends stories and trying to re-canonize them within the parameters of the new canon. Um, 
which is quite respectful of, of those stories, especially like the authors like Timothy Zahn that kicked it all off. But um, I just hope they don't retread things like the Vong from Legends. Like, oh no, it's a new Jedi Order and, and look, there's bad guys from intergalactic space. And like, I, I just feel like they need a bit of originality and I feel like that's just what they're not great at unless it's Filoni and Favreau. Um, so I wouldn't say I was least interested in that. I think that's the one that will have the most scrutiny because the Dawn of the Jedi stuff, which is like pre, pre, pre old Republic in that timeline is, is quite interesting. They'll probably be able to do some semi-decent stuff with that. And I genuinely do think it will be like all joking aside. I think it will be like, there are people using the force. They've just not called it the force or figure it out, figured out that not everyone can do it and that they could do more stuff with it. Like, and then there's two sets of people that one wants to do good, one wants to do bad. They have a disagreement. Like in its most basic form, I think that's just going to be it. And it, not saying that'd be a bad film. I think that could be great. Um, and then the Filoni and the Favreau one is sort of obvious. You know, there's a story a little bit later about it just being a bit of an end game vibe. You know, everyone's in it or everyone wants to be in it. And again, that's cool. Um, but it's not like a risk, is it? because it's, it comes with all this other stuff. So like Dawn of the Jedi is fresh. This stuff is building on the Mandoverse. So it does leave this Daisy Ridley, Daisy Ridley movie as the one that's like, oh, the stuff that you're following is not, not the best, is it? Do you know, so out of the three, it just has to naturally be the one that gets the most attention in that respect. So yeah, it's a funny situation, man. But I don't think Star Wars fandom helps because there's a lot of bell ends. You know, there's a lot of people that just have written this off straight away. A lot of big outlets. Uh, you might have seen the non-toxic Star Wars fan group the other day. They banned, blanket banned, all posts and discussions around places like Mike Zero and Star Wars Theory because they're just anti-Disney for no real reason. Um, so it's like you've got that element of the fan base that, that will, no matter what happens, they're going to hammer it. Yeah, so it's just yeah. such a weird situation, dude. It is weird, isn't it? That's fandom for you though, dude. And the other, the other, um, the other thing I was going to ask you was: Are you surprised that Daisy Ridley is returning to Star Wars so quick? Because it really felt like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega really had—I wouldn't—it's hard to describe, isn't it? Because you, you just got the vibe that behind the scenes they weren't exactly over the moon with how the trilogy was received and how, especially with um, John Boyega, how his character was progressed or non-progressed is more accurate i guess and there's a rumor that he's coming back isn't there i saw that he mentioned something very very uh skirting around the edges around the daisy ridley film and so he's he probably will come back and he's softened a little bit now as well he said that he was around calf's house for tea the other day and she had sort of smoothed it over with him and things were good and he seems a little bit more sort of you know more into it so i don't know it just seemed very quick for those guys to come back based on them being reasonably unhappy with things before. Yeah. And I think that's being an actor is a job. Yeah. If someone comes to you and says, do you want to be in this multi-billion dollar franchise again and we'll up your paycheck? Of course you're going to bloody do it unless you just, you've already at a point in your career where you don't need to do it. And I'm not, I don't want to cast aspersions at all. Anyone but I'm not sure that any of the main starring cast, apart from maybe Oscar Isaac, maybe, 
I don't, don't think they're there. At that, I just don't think they're at that stage in their career. And so it's not, it's not a surprise from that perspective. And that's not slighting them. It's obvious. Why the hell would you not? Um, you know, if, if, you, if you get the reassurance that the things that on principle you weren't happy with have been rectified, yeah, yeah of course, the door's open. Um, I, I, I hope that they... I'm not surprised that Daisy Ridley came back because, I don't know, I just feel like that entire sequel trilogy didn't really have a story. Like, if you, if you think, like, what, what characters developed? Where did Ray go from? Not... She didn't really go that far. We oh. know that Finn didn't get progressed. We know that Rose Tico didn't get touched. We know that really people like Dom Orgleason, he just became a spy. Mm. Like, there was nothing mm. in terms of character... Pro- the, the, the most character progression was Kylo Ren, and even that was a real last-minute thing. And he was the most fascinating one out of the, out of the lot. Um, True. So True. I just hope they learn from that, dude, and I hope that, like, they're not bad actors by any stretch, you know, especially people like Adam Driver, um, who's got a lot of range. I just... I hope they do better. And it's got, the sad thing is, it's got a lot to live up to because it's going to be judged against the Filoniverse. Of course it is. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Maybe they've seen how well the Filoniverse and Favreau stuff has been received over the last couple of years. And they've thought, actually, I want a slice of that. I, I want a, a, an opportunity, an opportunity, yeah, to redeem some of my Star Wars era stuff and have those guys work on some of the things. There's, there's no doubt, is there, that at this stage in the game, and or Filoni and Favreau will be involved in any film mm-hmm. that's being made at start. So, yeah, maybe that's it, dude. But I was just surprised at how quick the turnaround was. She had always she had always denied anything in interviews. Mm-hmm. Would you ever come back as as Ray? And she'd be like, "Well, oh, probably not. You know, maybe one day in the near, you know, sorry, in the far future, if it came about, there was just nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I'm back, ready to rock yeah. and roll. And this guy's probably back and all. And there's some other bits. So I don't know. Anyway, you think um, you think Hamill will come back? Do you think they'll force Ghost Luke? No, I'm going to go the other way. I think they will. Yeah, you think they will? Yeah, I think just because it's Mark Hamill and he he will get people bouncing, and uh, I think they they might have realised that they shortchanged Luke a little bit in that last trilogy, and I just with all the stuff they established about what Force Ghost can do, I just think someone sat at the table might just go, here's a chance. You know, yeah, you're probably right in that, dude. I I just feel like, or even though this is completely at odds with what they're trying to accomplish with this, and we'll touch on this in a story coming up in a second, but um, it just feels like they're trying to put a little bit of distance between the Skywalkers, even though she is self self adorned Skywalker now. I guess, um, yeah, we'll we'll come on to that in a second. But those mm-hmm. are the films. So the Filoni thing, which is going to tie up all of the Mandoverse stuff in some big epic MCU-style thing, the Dawn of the Jedi and um, uh, the new um, Jedi Order film. What's that? Is that got a title yet? Uh, don't think so. Anyway, there are the three films. And then just very quickly, we've got a bunch of Disney Plus TV stuff that was announced as well. So we've got Andor Season 2. We had a very quick look at that. We got some teaser trailers that came out of the... Out of the thing that we were watching on your phone, actually, a couple of them while we're having a bite to eat, which is cool. And so, and or season two, we've also had a quick look at what some people are calling the um, uh, the galaxy's answer to the Goonies, which is Skeleton Crew, which shows off uh, Jude Law's uh, debut Star Wars performance. And then we also got a very short teaser for the Acolyte, and uh, which looks uh, 
which looks very cool. Out of everything, I'm most intrigued about the Acolyte. I think we still are mm. on that one, which is cool. And then, obviously, the focus in terms of Disney Plus stuff was the Ahsoka upcoming show. We got a trailer for that, plus we got some other announcements within that sphere. So we've got the Thrawn announcement. We've got the um, the other actors that were playing um, Sabine and so on. They were all there as well. So the, there was a big focus on Ahsoka, which was good. And uh, most of all, you and I, I think... Uh, I'm most excited about the Thrawn thing just because we feel he's such a badass character and we love the books, etc. So some other bits there, dude. Anything that's you're most particularly looking forward to out of those bunch of Disney Plus things? Um, I think Andor Season 2 will be interesting. I do. I think that's going to be because of the time jumps. Uh, but that's still a way off yet. And I think obviously Ahsoka everyone's mad excited for. But I think I'm, I'm the same as you. I think the Acolyte could be very interesting if it's done well and if it, if it targets... Uh, the type of story that I think would be interesting enough, um, which I think it will. It sounds like it will because it's Sith based. So um, I, I imagine that'll be good. But I mean, the big one is Ahsoka, of course. You know that that feels like it's a bit of a um, well. If you look at the trailer, it's a direct sequel to Rebels. They even recreated some of the final scenes in live action of Rebels mm. in live action for Ahsoka. So I I I imagine this is going to be a bit of a love letter to rebels but also some badass storytelling and i keep forgetting a lot of people keep forgetting this that hayden christensen's in it he is yeah and so i don't know whether this is going to be a i'm looking for ezra in the mando timeline and i'm gonna flash back to uh the clone wars which would be mint but audi a dh rosaria dawson and anakin for that so that could mm, um, that could be a bit dodgy or are they just going to do something else? Like, is he a Force Ghost? Do we get Anakin's Force Ghost like we saw at the end of Return of the Jedi? You know, a lot of uh, upset about him, uh, <laughs> Aiden Christensen, being plonked in there. But, you know, do we do we, do we we get proper Force Ghost Anakin and go through some of that resolution that we saw in Obi-Wan with Obi-Wan and Anakin? Some of that resolution of the emotional elements from Ahsoka and, and Anakin? And, and and again, if the rise of Skywalker and Last Jedi did anything, it's established that Force Ghosts can do a hell of a lot of stuff. And you've got the chosen one as a Force Ghost, you know. So don't know. I'm interested in that. If you believe the prophecy, of course. Of course, then yeah, chosen one. Who knows? No, I get you, dude. I get you. And that was the um, that was the bulk of stuff that that came out of um, Star Wars Celebration. There was a few other little bits and bobs. We had the Bad Batch season three teaser, which was pretty sweet we had tales of the jedi season two that looked okay and star wars visions volume two which looks kind of more of the same from the first one the only difference is they've just expanded the reach globally for different studios now so it's not just the the anime style focused Mm -hmm. um studios we've now got all over the place and um the aardman one looks pretty hilarious actually so there was a little aardman is always going to be good in it yeah it looks awesome so yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see what's going on with that. We could, of course, talk about Indiana Jones. We're not going to do that. Not on this podcast. No, 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 no. no. So yeah, that was it. Uh, we'll we'll. Um, I, I don't think we'll talk about Star Wars Celebration stuff for ages now. The next one's in a couple of years' time, Japan. So we'll obviously keep you ra- um, uh, clued up on what's going on as we ramp up to that in a couple of years. But for now, that was Star Wars Celebration. It was very cool being there. Some very cool announcements. And now we just wait and see if they deliver on the coolness.
that they did in fact announce. So we'll uh, we'll keep you updated on that stuff. Let's flick over to a really interesting news story actually that um, I think was something that we all knew was happening in our heads, but didn't actually get visibility of it until uh, this guy was in an interview. So Tamira Morrison, as we know, uh, who played Boba Fett in his own show. Is it fairly loose to say that actually his own show as um, the book of Boba Fett has uh, broke the silence on why he hasn't appeared in anything to do with the Mando or Star Wars since then. And he doesn't seem too happy about this one. He was in interview at a comic. I think it was an Australian comic con that he was at. He was being interviewed, obviously was asked about. So why haven't you popped up in um, any Disney plus stuff? since 2001 when you're in the book of Boba Fett because we were expecting to see you at some point you know based on uh, the connectivity of things of course and he said well I was waiting for the phone call in New Zealand waiting and wanting to give up he then goes on to say that well that that Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book he's obviously referring to during the series when they just cut to a Mandalorian story and uh and took the focus away a little bit. And he goes on to say, I'm sure this guy is ruining my show, but I couldn't say anything. I'm not the writer, so I have no, uh, so I have to bear it, I guess. Sounds very, very bleak and gloomy. And um, he said before that he was supposed to be in The Mandalorian season three, but nobody rang me, which is when he went on to say that uh, he was in New Zealand waiting for the phone call. So interesting stuff, this dude. And I wonder if it's something to do with and we have no um, video reference for this, by the way. We don't know if he was saying this with a bit of a grin on his face and a bit of tongue-in-cheek or whether he was actually pretty miffed about it. Who knows? But based on the sort of guy he is, he doesn't strike me as like the um, as a sort of clowny, dicking-around sort of guy. He seems pretty, pretty straight up. So I'd imagine he's fairly miffed. But I'm not sure if this is to do with the poor reception of the book of Boba Fett and they just don't want to tarnish the, the the good positive run they've got with the Mandalorian and Grogu and the upcoming Ahsoka stuff and whatever. Or if it was just a genuine, there's just no place at this point in time for, for Boba to appear in the Mandalorian, who knows? But yeah, can you imagine his face, dude, when he was asked this question? He probably thought, all right, I've been asked this a million times, better answer it now. Yeah. Let's have it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to go the other way on this. I think this is probably a bit of banter. Um, just because I, I just can't see him being that miffed by it because I think he's got, I think he's just got a lot of other stuff going on, and it's uh, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, Aquaman. So I think he's, I think he's probably like if you're Tamir Morrison and you've just come back, like you're probably not going to bite the hand that feeds you because like he plays all the damn clones. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of opportunity to do other stuff like Rex, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he's that miffed about this one. I think this is probably a little bit of uh, a little bit of banter, if I'm honest with you. But like you said, there's no real context. It, I was a little bit surprised and also not really to not see him pop up in Mando. I thought it might be a, you know, well, I know we all get along now. What about these guys? Remember Django? He started all this and you know, the log- I suppose the logic then flows that if he gets accepted as a Mandalorian, all the damn clones are Mandalorians. Um, so there's, I don't know, it might just have been too big a deal to deal with, you know. Does Mandalore become a refuge for old clones because of that in the future? I don't know. Um, 
this just it feels like it's can of worms city if you bring Boba into that mm-hmm. season you know and I just think that's probably it um yeah yeah I was I was inclined to agree with you um when I first heard the headline to it where he said he was waiting for the phone to ring mm. it never came sort of thing but when I read that bit around that the Mando guy stole a few chapters of my book and he's ruining my show I did think that he was potentially because he's always been a supporting character hasn't he whatever mm-hmm. he's appeared in before that he's always been you know the guy that is propping up the other guy in terms of like just characters and um you know starring as a character in the seasons this was his opportunity to have his own mm. you know his own thing and i don't know i just get the feeling that he feels a little bit shortchanged i don't know that uh, anyway he, could he appear in season four could he i would imagine he'll be in this film that feloni's writing because it feels like flipping everybody is going to be in that one so no doubt he'll be in that but yeah i think now he's answered it no more questions for mr morrison yeah, you won't want to won't want to mess around with him, would you? Yeah, you don't want to get sideways with old uh, mm. old Tamira, unless you want to backhand her, basically. Oof. So that's Boba Fett out of the way. Done. Before we move on to uh, some gaming announcements and a few other stories that we're knocking around, uh, as well as following and supporting Spark of Rebellion whatever podcast app you listen to your podcast on, you can also support the show like our other supporters over on Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And you can jump on there to the only um, tier we have, which is, and I always ask you this, buddy, is it a dollar or $3 or five? I can't remember. It's a few bucks. Or is um, it a dollar? Is it $1 or three? Have a look, shouldn't I? I can't he's, remember. While he's doing that, basically. Oh, yeah, three quid, yeah. $3, yeah. So um, we're not doing it this week because it's the first one back and we're pretty busy. But from next week, we'll be back to live streaming these recordings of Spark of Rebellion. And uh, you'll get to, to check those out uh, and see our pretty faces as we mock each other via facial expression as we're recording mm. these. So you'll get that over on Patreon. And uh, thank you very much to our current patrons. You guys are awesome. Uh, Pascal, Dave, um, Kev, all you guys, um, yours, your support is very, very much appreciated. And you can do that, like I said, over at Patreon. You can also follow us on the socials as well. If you want to chat Star Wars throughout the week in between episodes, you can do that on Twitter and Instagram. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter, and that'll pop you over there. Give us a like and a follow, and we can chat with you about whatever you want to chat about to do with Star Wars. So uh, yeah, go and do that. Right, on with the episode and some gaming updates. If you're an Xbox gamer and you have a Game Pass, then you're going to have a little retro classic drop this week or this month as the um, the Games with Gold lineup, which is still a thing that they do. They just throw two or three games at you every month for free. And this one includes Star Wars Episode One Racer, which is... I remember when this dropped, and I think I played it on the Dreamcast, I believe. I think a friend of mine had it on the N64. We were always arguing, like, which one looks better, but pretty sure it was the Dreamcast. And this was a solid little racer back in the day. I think they re-released it as well. They remastered it. I think it was for the PS3 or something. And it's... um, Who would have thought that they would make an entire video game based on just one scene of one film? So it's, uh, it's very cool, as the name suggests, from episode one. It's the pod race. On Tatooine, you take charge of... Uh, you can play as Anakin in that pod race, or you can uh, jump in and 
various other pods and do your racing thing. It's not bogged down by any kind of narrative. There's no story. There's no there's no shiz to go through with that. It's literally just a full-on racer. Um, but I remember when I first played it, remembering that they had really, really well captured the feel of 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 racing a pod racer and the sound effects were bang on the music was there and it was just really good i remember jumping on thinking i'll just sink half an hour into this just have a few quick games and two or three hours later when the kids need picking up and they're waiting outside in the rain you realize you have to turn it off but yeah did you play this dude this was a solid little game yeah it was man it's one of those it's a bit like goldeneye for me where there's no fluff like it's of that era where the graphics were like you said dreamcast n64 kind of vibe and it was all about the gameplay um, yeah, yeah, and obviously the sound. So yeah, yeah, I thought this was brilliant. I think it came out on Switch as well a while ago, remastered. And, and, and I think it's, well, I had like a free trial to the Nintendo subscription. Um, and I'm sure I played it for that as well. Just as good, you know, controls really responsive and just, yeah. This is a probably a dead cert for me just to quickly blast through it for a couple of hours and then delete it again until the next time it comes around in 10 years time. So um yeah, well up for this, mate. I think it's always good to play things like this. It always reminded me of Wipeout. Remember that? What a badass game Wipeout yeah, was. Awesome. The original one for the PS1 was just like the, the OG, dude. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm always up for this. Always. Nice, nice. And the other bit of gaming news is if you're a Fortnite player, then they they are doing another collaboration with Lucasfilm to bring some more Star Wars characters over on the 2nd of May, so a couple of days shy of Star Wars Day, you'll be able to play as Anakin Skywalker in Fortnite, which is really cool, actually, because some of the other characters that they've done from Star Wars in Fortnite... I'm not a Fortnite gamer by any stretch. I've I've dived in a couple of times, maybe. And I think the second time I did was because of the big Star Wars expansion I had last time. You could play as Luke, Darth Vader, Han Solo, I think. And they've got this really cool style. It's like this typical Fortnite cartoony kind of style, but they look really cool. So Anakin Skywalker is being added to the game. And I know you sink two or three hours daily into Fortnite, mate. So um, yeah, this is one for you, especially. Oh yeah, never off it. Um, No, I'm like you dip in and dip out on on Fortnite. Like I've probably not spent more than three or four hours on it, but the artwork does look brilliant. Um, there's a lot of really cool... I, I don't know, Fortnite is sort of an interesting cultural thing, in it? It's like a phenomenon that just doesn't seem to go away. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff on there. Some of the clone troopers are really interesting on there. Um, Anakin, like you said, looks great. The shot that they've released of him with the... the um, so the Star Destroyers, but it's not. It's, it's the old Jedi cruisers. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks good. I, I think it's quite a cool way of like marketing as well. Um, you know, this time, what they're not doing is announcing major movie plot points only in Fortnite, <laughs> like the Emperor's announcement, the dick move. But yeah, this is nice, isn't it? It's nice. Am I going to play it? Probably not, but yeah, looks nice, doesn't it? It does look cool, yeah. So Anakin's not the only character that will be in this most recent collaboration. There'll be some other characters and little ships that you can use as your glider and, and all that jazz. But Anakin will be, I think, the featured one in this collaboration, which is very cool. And then kind of Star Wars-y, gaming e news is this really cool a little skit that was released over on the um on the ea twitter account it might have been on the lucasfilm or the disney one as well but there's this really funny behind the scenes video 
with Cameron Monaghan, who's in his mocap suit doing the stuff for Cal Kestis for um for Jedi Survivor, and who pops up to giving some to giving some Jedi coaching, none other than the OG, Mister Mark Hamill, and it's an hilarious video. He's he's kind of losing his rag with with Cameron a little bit. He's uh, he's like, no, no, what you're doing, you know, you you should be able to do this with a blindfold on, and there's a hilarious bit where. He's um, got this big foam stick, which is obviously uh, would be filled in as his lightsaber later, and somebody tosses him another one. And Mark Hamill's very unhappy because he's like, well, I never got two lightsabers. And he's like, well, this one, it's just one actually, but, you know, broke it in half and now I've got two. And then he just walks off and stuff. It's a, it's a genius move, dude, because if you're going to market something, anything to do with Star Wars, the one person you can rely on that will just just fill up the social count in millions is going to be Mark Hamill, right? So this was a genius move, I thought. And it's hilarious as well. I think I've seen it like 15 times. I just can't get enough of Mark Hamill, dude. And I hope you're right earlier in that he comes back in this Daisy Ridley film because, I don't know, just can't get enough of him, dude. I assume you've seen this multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm the same, dude. I love it. I think it's, it's Mark Hamill that is most Mark Hamill. You know, the, everything from teaching and the <laughs> Jedi mind trick wrist angle. Um you know, to him playing the game at the end and, you know, telling him off for trying to teach him about the force. It's just nice, just nicely done. And it looks like they had a really good time doing it. And, and, and you know, it, it's, I imagine for a lot of people, it's the thing that's tipped them over the edge into being more aware of Jedi Survivor. Mm. Um, just because it, it's, like you said, the ultimate marketing tool for Star Wars is Mark Hamill. Just get more of him. Um, which leads me, like, like I said earlier, I just, I just think that's why he's back. I just think he loves it that much. I do. I just don't see why he, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's a bit like Kevin Smith. Like he lifetimes things, you know, he lifetimed the Joker. He's never not the Joker. And he's never gone, you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Don't, you know, I'm done with Joker. Oh no, I'm back. And he's never going to like tell fans not to talk about Joker to him. You know what I mean? He's not that guy. Hmm. He's, and so and I just think Luke Skywalker is his ultimate. And I just, yeah, I think when you see him in things like this, you, you realise how much he is a lot of Star Wars and Star Wars is a lot of him. Um, so yeah, I love it, man. It's nice to see Cameron Monaghan as well. It's, it's rare that you see, I think they're putting him out a lot more as Cameron Monaghan, which is very interesting. I wouldn't read too much into it as such, but um, I, it's just nice to see him as him you know, as an actor. So yeah, really good, man. Fun little thing. Fun little thing. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, let's talk about the next story, actually, very quickly, because we, we've touched on it anyway, but it does kind of link into that. And that is the Filoni Star Wars movie that is apparently going to be a huge, a huge collection of, of cast members from all sorts of Star Wars. And he was interviewed recently and said, um, this was for Entertainment Weekly, and Favreau, who's obviously his producing partner on the film, they were asked about where characters will come from. Will it be from just purely the newer stuff or will it be from the wider galaxy, old and new? And um, uh, Filoni said, it's going to be a clamouring of characters saying, how do I get in this picture? Which got a little chuckle and so on. And um, yeah, it's those two basically talking about how they're going to set this up in relation to trying to make sure everything's connected in the right way. A, a lot of a lot of social commentary has been on the comparison between this and potentially with how the MCU has been managed in terms of that's just been their play. After the first few 
successful films that came out years ago, the play has been how do we expand the the universe as a whole and how do we connect everything? And this looks to be the first step in really cementing that, like how do they bring all of these things together? And it could be a case of we see a live action Cal Kestis. We might see Cameron Monaghan pop, pop up as in, in some shape or form, who knows? But um, yeah, what, what's your, very quickly, what are your thoughts on them trying to do a, a, a copy of the MCU, but in a Star Wars fashion? Because the, the website that we got this story from, which was over at um, CBR.com, was um, they, they make two very good points. They say that on one hand, it could work because there's just so much cool stuff at the minute. You know, there's some very cool characters that could very easily be amalgamated on screen and work very well together and then they make the argument that it could fail because there has been that element in the mcu of just a little bit of fatigue now and then where you just think it's just there's there's so much going on so much in your face it's like uh, it's just too much and we even had that a little bit with the sequel trilogy leading into disney plus stuff it was like this is a lot of star wars so what do you reckon dude do you reckon this is a we are going to see a, a big MCU thing, or is this just uh, the fans are just trying to will it to make it happen? I think it's. I think this would have happened with or without the MCU. To be honest, I think because it's Filoni and Favreau. I mean, Favreau is the obvious one as one of the architects of the earliest stages um, of the MCU, and still been very much involved as, as happy as a character. Um, but I do think this would have happened with Filoni anyway. Like it's happened with Rebels. It happened with Clone Wars. You know, we, we, there was a lot of crossover from other stuff across all of those. So it, it um, I don't think someone went in, unlike, you know, like DC, I don't think someone went in and went, we need to do a Marvel. I think they just went, right, how do we finish this story off? And we've got all these cool characters. So I, 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 I give them more benefit of the doubt than just let's do an MCU because it's probably the only ip that's bigger than marvel or as okay. big you as know i just you. don't not entirely sure they need to do it um that said i think it's inevitable that you get the comparisons and i think rightly so it's going to be compared to that but the mistake that i don't think they'll make is doing too much so i don't think they'll shoehorn people in just for fan service i think if they've proven anything with season two and season three of the mandalorian they know how to do fan service and they know how and when not to do fan service. Um, and I think they've got the confidence because if you think about it in at the time that this is going to be coming out, these characters are going to have been around for such a long time that the fan service is just putting them in the movies, you know, because they're a generation's Star Wars or a subset of a generation Star Wars. So no, I don't think this is necessarily an MCU move. I think it's just a, a really interesting way to finish these stories off and, and to make a bit of a book and to stick it on streaming after um, because they've got everything there to do it. So now I'm, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit ambivalent on that one, to be honest. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Same on that. Same. I think it's a, it's, it's always difficult to tap into the mind of someone like Filoni and, and Favreau. We, we've tried it many times to predict what's going on. Sometimes we nail it, but oftentimes it's like, yeah, we're just not clever enough to be, a riser like those guys anyway that's what's going to happen coming up with the mcu ish 
will they, won't they, stuff with the Filoni-verse things. We'll see what happens with that. Of course, we'll keep you updated here on Spark of Rebellion with all of that news. And I think we'll stick a pin in it there, dude, for episode 180-something. 187. Yeah, stick hey. a pin in it. <laughs> Oh, we're rattling through so many episodes now, dude. I'm, I'm losing track. We'll be at 200 soon. It'll be good. I'll fly by. Crazy, that, innit? Yeah. We'll fly by anyway. Thank you very much for joining us for another week of Spark of Rebellion. As I mentioned, make sure you're following and subscribing on your preferred podcast app. You won't miss an episode when it drops every Saturday. If you want to support us, that's sparkrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And thank you very much to our current patrons. And we are on the socials too. Patreon. Nope, Twitter, which is sparkrebellion.com forward slash Twitter and forward slash Instagram. Come and connect with us over there and we can chat with you about Star Wars throughout the week in between episodes. It's been cool to get back to the new stuff, dude. And uh, yeah, it's been good to chat Star Wars as always. Always a pleasure, dude. Yeah, glad to be back doing the weekly news and we'll be back next week with uh, more of the same, man. So yeah, always a laugh. Indeedy. We'll see you next time. And until then, take care of yourself and may the force be with you always.